0: Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we recount the last two torturous rounds and uh, not much more than that really. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. Hello. Evening. Hello.
1: Hello.
2: So? So. Another weekend, another L.
1: <coughs> At least we're back.
2: Said back. When was the last time we recorded?
1: Uh, Two losses ago. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a combination Before of... Before the international <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah. We had a week off
0: because illness and then uh, illness, We're international in break. And then, um, yeah, then Melbourne happened. We're
3: in Melbourne. I don't remember
0: that.
2: No, I remember everything but the football.
3: Anyway.
1: anyway. Still got some illnesses, I think. More cats on.
3: I reckon they blast this in the changing rooms before games.
0: (laughs) So this is going to be the theme of this show, really?
3: Look, there's honestly more than one meaning to this song in regards to this team.
1: What's it actually called again? I don't know, honestly. It's written right in front of me. I know, it's just on the off chance that the main... Provocative words, weren't the title?
0: Yes. So, what is this long reference to?
2: Uh, it <coughs> describes Jacob Melling's
0: first half.
3: To be fair to him, it wasn't Sorry. just him that was giving the ball away, it was Sorry. pretty much everybody.
0: Yeah. That was harsh, but I mean.
1: And, and the victory game, Let's the whole victory game. Oh God. To be fair, I thought that uh, we gave it away a fair bit in the previous game as well. So Everybody's,
2: there's doing, there's it. Been a lot Everybody's giving doing it. Everybody's doing it. Our, our, I mean, our skill in not being able to retain possession at the moment is truly astounding, compared to, I mean, even obviously, without wanting to go back too far, but I mean, even if we go back to the last two seasons under Ocon, we did manage to hold the ball, but then we did nothing with it, and now we're
0: not. I remember last year we were discussing not being able to pass five beaners. Yeah, but it's I mean. Just
2: But now we're just not being able to hold the ball at all. And, you know, you can have plenty of the ball, which, you know, we have done at times in the last two seasons and not get anywhere and still lose. But now we're having no ball and still losing. We can't
1: survive on, you know, own goals that are completely luck and rebounds that we put away. That was a classy put-away, though. Mm. Um, and so the last it's hard to mount pressure games, on the opposition if we keep giving it to them.
0: Last two games, Golic has given away the ball for the first goal, both times.
2: He's had a rough couple of weeks.
0: He's, he's had a rough season. The first game, he was pretty bad. second game, he was all right. But he's not the same player after that uh, leg break.
2: No, nah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's hard to sort of, it's hard to single out any one player at the moment, even though we are, but nobody's... I mean, n- I mean, out of the last two games, I think probably the only real positive is probably Aidan O'Neill's goal on the weekend and the performance of Matthew Miller. I thought he had a decent first start, and I think, um, for me, probably steals spot this weekend. But other than that, it's it's hard to get any positives out of the last two games.
3: Do you reckon Murray should get more minutes?
2: I don't know. It's tough. I mean, we watched him play in youth uh, a couple of weeks ago against the Jets, and uh, in the end, the youth team almost did a carbon copy of the first team. Almost, they sort of were in the lead, and then we threw it away, and then we ended up losing. So it's it's hard to, I don't know. It's, it's hard to base and Murray the, started the first that game up is, top on his own. The
0: first team yeah. is in that Jets game were absolutely horrendous.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we had we had six first teamers starting, five or six. And none of them stood out.
1: No, and we've talked right. about before how that's the big te- thing, isn't it? That A-League players should stand out. And of course they should, yeah. Newcastle had some as well, first-team mm. players, and they played well. And this, they stood out. Nick Cabern, he stood out. Scored a free uh, kick. and I'm going to butcher man.
2: his name. Vujicic. Yeah. Yep. Who hasn't started for the Jets this season, who I would have in a heartbeat in our
1: side made things different as soon as he came on, didn't he? Yeah. So That's what you expect. Y- you
0: know, I'll, what I want to do with this show, I want to do positive stuff. Not this specific show, but this podcast. But I just can't. This is the fifth year of utter shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking garbage.
2: It's tough. It's not easy. It's I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to come in here every week and record when we're constantly the wrong side of it's the not result. a matter
1: of being not um giving a toss or whatever either you know like um, we each you know everyone lots of people put a fair bit into it and it's just that it just erodes you time after time after time sitting there now currently what we're doing is sitting there on the edge of our seat anything that we've got be it luck or otherwise we're sticking our claws into it and hoping we can hold on to it because
0: well Coolmax's already given
1: up Well, we took him off after 70 minutes a couple of games ago, a couple of losses ago, and he was ineffectual that day. He's been ineffectual. But the thing is... He had to drop back to halfway to pick up the ball. He kept kept drifting
3: to the wing as well. He kept going to the wing to get the ball, and then when he gets the ball on the wing, he's got no one to pass to, so he just has to go back. The
1: frequency that he did that made it look like it was part of the plan for him to do that. Um, Maybe it was the only spot where they could actually pass it to him. Well, but it yeah. was, that too was ineffectual. But it's it's pretty hard to take having the most theoretically the most dangerous player in the squad completely ineffectual across multiple games. Now, it's pretty hard to watch.
2: How would you start with him? How would you how would you utilize him better? Play two up top.
0: That's I don't what no, do. I think you can still keep him up top by himself. The, the three is not working up top. But Perth's front three were all in and around the box at the same time, whereas our front three seemed to just be disjointed.
1: We it's like they don't yeah.
0: know how to play together. The, we have no front three. At the times.
3: whole like the formation. What was the formation? But was it a back three? Was it a back five? Well, why did we? we it felt like we never had any like decent shape. Like yeah,
1: and if you're playing up front, where there, how where are was you the, shape? the ball? How are you going to get the ball if we're not going to be in possession of the thing or? Um, is is the problem that the players are unable to make the balls that technically they're not able to make the balls that they need to make, or is the system that we're trying to play the coach wants us to play a ball that the player repeatedly finds impossible to make, or it just it's really hard to figure out exactly what we're what our Approaches. Why was
3: there so many misplaced passes? Why can't we pass it? They can't pass another for a teammate. But the thing is, people blame
1: one player or another. And in this case, you guys mentioned Melling, uh, and he did give the ball away uh, plenty of times in these last two games, I think. But I think the game before that, I don't think Melling played. Was that was that Adelaide? Or was it the previous game? And Aiden O'Neill was in the same spot where he found it difficult to make the balls that he needed to make. It, it might have been the week that I was away when uh, it was Tom and he there and he seemed to have a similar problem. Couldn't get the balls to go where we wanted them to get. So it, I don't know about the, the players. The transition that, know,
3: is just too slow. Like We'll get, the, we'll win the ball midfield. Every time Usually we win the ball, back, they... It just allows the other team just to get back into the shape and then... yeah. We get, we get lost and we can't do anything with it. Every time we it's manage no to get
2: a foot on the ball in our sort of back third, it feels like a hoof. Like as soon as yeah. we get a like, s- sort of like half a foot on it, it just goes hoof up no. the wing, up into the middle or whatever, and there's no, there's no real For point we, to it.
0: We do try to start playing it out, but then we give the ball away. Mm. And concede a goal. And then we start aiming for the channels and there's no one there. Mm. But what's
1: confounding is where we're giving that ball away most of the time is in a place where one of our players who's sitting on the sidelines at the moment is we're used to him making those passes and making quick ball in the midfield there, Tom. And so the the first goal of the season, Payne. Who passed that to him? Tom. Mm. Absolute cracker of a pass. So we that just once. don't seem to have that. And, and you know, Andrew Hull um, might have great statistics or whatever. Has had great statistics at times, I think, but he hasn't actually been effective like that was. Um, he
0: struggled to beat youth league players.
1: Yeah, he don't make me talk about what he looked like at the youth. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think is going on with Tom, though? Because there's definitely um, something going on. He's not injured. Well, there's definitely well, something
0: going on. Someone said he
1: is. Well, not someone groin. should know what's, what's yeah. wrong. <laughs> Well, yeah, who's that someone? Well, you're the one who texted him. Well, but didn't he say that he had been injured? He had had some problems, but actually in the last last games that he'd been passed over by. So I took that to mean that he just hadn't been selected.
0: Yeah, well, he's on light duties this week. As I said to you, is that just sort of you go over there as a punishment slash convenient excuse, or is it the reason why? Well, well, in Mulvey the
1: light duties ward then was Conor Payne along with Tommy Orr and Tommy Hiarie mm. last week. So well, it was his knee. Yeah, and so that was understandable, but Payne started and played. Yeah. Um, I if, mean, if Tom's not injured and why is he not starting? It's pretty clear to me,
2: Mulvey doesn't rate him.
3: It's, he's our second best midfielder. Mulvey said well,
0: as Mulvey said to us, when he, he was wants on him, Hiarie yeah. to do uh, more physical work, I guess you could say, more winning the ball... But That's not his game. I know. It, Melling has got mongrel. Ocon said that and Mulvey said that. The same word. What's the fucking point if you're going to win the ball, if you're just going to give it away straight away?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I do feel for Melling because watching him on the weekend, I mean...
0: He had a good 20-minute
2: spell. Yeah, yeah. He it's It's not for lack of trying. It's with him. I mean, there's a few others out there where I would probably question their enthusiasm and, you know, how much... They are probably putting in But with Melling you can see that he is I mean he got the he got sliced open on the weekend He you know, was pissing out blood He wanted to get straight back on there straight away I mean but is he's not I just don't think he's up to it He's not up to being in a starting 11 No He's okay, he's, he's okay as a squatty, But I just don't think he's what in a starting 11 What about
0: Popper when he was at West Sydney Was that if you couldn't make those passes If you couldn't do the basics Then you were gone he would work on the finer stuff later but if you can do the basics you go on and i
1: think we need to do that mm. Well, to be fair though um the like we're talking about melling because he or you know he, he um gave the ball away a bit last weekend but and in he's in such a crucial role as well well d- don't want to go back to the last pod we recorded but i seem to remember we talked about goalkeepers and it didn't get any better the following Match, no. and it didn't get any better. The following match, that wasn't an A League game either. Um, it's disappointing that we haven't done better. To me, in that respect, um, that's not really working out. Lots of fans but have Personally, asked I've ask.
0: not seen Gauchi play. But what I've heard, rumor-wise, is he's not great. So, do we potentially have three dud keepers?
1: Mm, well, I mean, I don't, you know, think about <laughs> any of the players in that way. To tell you the truth, but in terms of form, um, Ben Kennedy has struggled, and uh, in like we've seen him drop the ball in, we've seen him come out and couldn't get there, sh- shouldn't have come out, that kind of thing. We saw something similar. I'm sorry, Adam it's Adam so de- uh, depressing. It's listeners. form. I mean, it's you know, you, you, they're just not in form at this point in time. I no. haven't seen Joe Gaucci play though, so I don't know.
0: Neither have I, so I can't pass judgment on him. But from what I've people told me.
2: And I mean, yeah, there is lots of people saying, well, drop Kennedy and give Adam Pearce to go, but yeah, like you said, that's... And I mean, I dare say a lot of those people probably haven't seen him play. And if you were there at the youth game the other week, you would probably see why he hasn't been he picked. He
0: pulled off some great saves. He but does. Then he,
2: he does some incredible stuff, and then he makes such an easy mistake like he did in that youth game, where he, he has the ball and he tries to go long and he kicks it straight into a Jets player and then it goes in.
0: It's like that Goodwin goal, but weakly, That's,
1: yeah. And it does yeah. seem to be cultural, um, but I'm um, not certain whether or not Mike Mulvey has the culture totally back yet. A bit more work to be done there, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because we've still got a culture of losing. <coughs> we can still snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory so easily and not just in the first somehow. Thing, you know.
2: Yeah. I mean, I said, I, I mean, I think we all probably said it, before the season started, if if we go five rounds without a win, which n- now we have, that the pitchforks pitchforks are going to come out, and it's, you know it's this this whole rhetoric that we heard on the weekend, especially after the second half of, oh well, we had a much better second half. Well, we tried. Well, sorry, that's bullshit. That was that was I was over that eighteen months ago, six months into the Ocon era. I mean, that's, we're way past that now. If we I have know, but we season, can't sack
1: any more or get rid of any more coaches, can we? No. Well, Crikey. so then,
2: what do you do? Do you just bloody fold the joint and wrap it up? Or you have to come up with some sort of other solution because at the moment, I know we're only five rounds in, but it's not looking great. And the reality is is that we're none and five and we're down the bottom of the table.
1: No, and I still think the blame lies in the same places as it's lay since 2014.
2: Are the initials MC.
1: Yeah mate. Sorry, but it's been hard and shit, it has is hard. It's hard to, you know, keep the joint afloat. I don't doubt that for a second. The mm. environment's been hard. Everything's been hard. The whole world's hard. I live in a hard world too. It's tough going. Yeah. But we we've got what we put in. Yeah. That's and what it, I, would say. I, I think before
2: the season started, when we signed Ross and Orr, I think we were maybe not all, I know maybe you probably weren't Aaron sort of from speaking to you, but I I think we were maybe sucked into a little bit of positivity, at least, we could see where maybe things might potentially go with these two signings. And now five rounds in, for me, that's gone.
1: I loved those signings. There was just this little bit of a sniff of um, last-minute, ad hoc, didn't really relate to the rest of the signings, happened accidentally. Usain Bolt might have had something to do with it. Sorry, said it again. (laughs) Baldy Bolt, Bolt, Bolt. So... Yeah, I just wasn't, it just didn't sort of sit perfectly, and maybe what will happen is later in the season it will start working. Mm. Tommy won't be injured, the crosses will be firing in, and McCormick will be bashing them in and laughing all the way to Bay 16.
3: The thing that got me about the Perth game was how inevitable that that winner was. I just felt like. I felt like it was, like it was coming. That was the worst it thing. It's just too. the last four years. It's just been like that. It's oh. just you get that era of that air of inevitability about the opposition scoring, and what summed it up is that that goal. There's five minutes of added time, and the goal scored at 94:59.
1: I don't feel it so much when we're already a couple down. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I was sucked in uh, thinking I don't know, I was literally just about to tweet as soon as that goal went in, I can't believe we've got a we've got a point from this game. We didn't deserve it, and then that was when Equanimedia scored. I'm like, Oh yeah, of course that happened. And that's
0: what a Mariners fan has become. Hoping that uh, we managed to hold on to a 2 all draw. Mm.
3: I think I think
2: that's probably the worst thing. When that goal went in, I didn't even move. And I think... Oh,
0: yeah,
3: we expected it.
2: Yeah, but I mean, now it's like we're so used to it now, is that when the feeling's gone, I think that's when I, I haven't had any feeling
0: about Mariners since um, that Brisbane game we won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost all... I've numbed football since then. Even yeah. the grand final, I was like, oh, yeah. Probably just, lose
2: the first game next year. Yeah. When the feeling is gone, that's, I think, when,
3: you know... And that we, feeling has we've, we've got some serious issues. that feeling's been gone for years, not as if it's a new thing. that feeling's yeah. been gone for years.
1: Yeah. it erodes everybody's sort of efforts if you I know don't want me. to do this nobody wants to do it I don't want to do this pod it, 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 because it has an impact on the crowds, it has an impact on the, the the active, it has an impact on the mums and dads. it has an impact on wanting to do the pod. it has an impact on other things in everyone's lives, pulling them off. I've to got do Red Dead else. to play. <laughs> I could
0: be out there killing some legendary animals. I'm the
1: worst person of all. I'm playing football in about another 45 minutes because, and I normally wouldn't do this at 6.15. What do I need them for? The best shin pads ever, mate. Well, you Um, don't need to tow around your trailer to carry them. But I'm doing it because, um, you know what? I've only got enough encouragement to have this little whinge. This is it. Mm. This is all of my whinging. I'm nearly done.
2: And it's, winch, I mean, winch. and it's also, I mean, if just to sort of touch on the maybe lack of player interview, it's it's
0: hard to talk to a player after two weeks on. That. Who would want to talk yeah. to us. What are you <laughs> going to ask him? What are you going
2: to ask him? Uh, and
0: for listeners, what we usually do is pick the best player of the round, and it just so happened that last few years that um, it seemed to be a different player each week. And there were some weeks where we went, yeah, no one's going to want to talk to us. So we didn't even bother. And that's why Quite a lot of the time, we don't actually have a player to talk to because who mm. the hell is going to want to talk to us oh after that know, performance?
1: Cu- a couple of weeks ago, we could have had Ben Kennedy, or this week we could have Jacob or Melling, Kennedy's dad. Yes, uh, or <laughs> Khalifa, <laughs> Khalifa, <laughs> Khalifa Sissa. I tried or to organise
3: a um, one or two of the youth boys to come on, but they have coaching on Tuesday. Talk about youth. So talk about the good youth game. on the no weekend. that's talking. a good segue. Let's talk about youth.
2: Let's go into that because this other two wins depressing. out of three
3: for the youth team to start the season, which thank God, there's a positive for. A Mariner side. Mm. It was uh, a last-minute winner against Canberra. Um, That Jets game that we'll just skip over. And 2-1 against Wanderers at Marconi Stadium, which uh, Luke, Ian and I went to. Ian Riley, if you don't know who I'm talking about. Number one fan. Radar's photos. Unofficial club photographer. And um, the most interesting thing that happened was not in the game. Ocon Gate. Mm, Very interesting.
2: Um, Do you want me to... Go for, for it, okay. You it should probably
0: explain the whole backstory about his social media. Well,
2: yeah, that. I mean, Paul on, and I hope this gets back to him because it'll be hilarious, but um, he... I'll,
0: I'll, I'll tag him in the tweet. Yeah, for I'll sure, put it for sure. Here.
2: He um <laughs> takes things very personally, very personally, uh, about what people post on social media. And, I mean, if you listen to this show every week, you would know the story of one of our other friends... Uh, who was confronted uh, at Plume Park one very cold weekend? Jacket gate um, at an MPL game where Ocon uh, approached him and asked him about his posts on social media about Ocon and about the club in general and blah blah. So he has a history of approaching people about uh, what they say on social media. So we make the hour and a half trip down to Marconi. Uh, we head into Club Mike Codian beforehand, four to 90 schooners, proper Italian food, all good. Uh, we head into the game. We uh, make our way up into one of the grandstands. Awesome little ground, by the way. I would, I would love to be able to go there every second week or every week to watch football. It's the classic old school sort of NSL ground. Um, yep. We make our way up into one of the grandstands where there's sort of nobody around. Uh, Myself and Ian are wearing our Mariners polos and Josh is just wearing a normal shirt. So I guess Ian and myself probably stood out a little bit. Um, We sort of go to sit down and then um, somebody's sort of walking up the stairs and Josh is sort of looking at me. I'm looking sort of over your shoulder. And I look and it took me a second to realise who it was, but it was Mr. Ocon. And um, he was sort of staring at me a little bit and then it sort of took me a second to go oh that's Ocon and he was with his two young sons uh so I just sort of looked and sort of waved um and went hi Paolo and you know we've met in person before obviously I'm I'm, we did have him in here in person didn't we so he knows you know sort of who we are um and then he fires back still talking shit about me on social media <laughs> um are you still talking shit about me on social media Ha <laughs> ha and then
3: he said my name josh spins
2: it. around and looks as if like who the hell's that and then Ocon just ges- Ocon. still talking shit about josh,
3: me on social media josh i'm thinking how josh you're still what? talking
2: shit about me you're still talking shit about me josh on social media <laughs> all this in front of his two kids <laughs> and then he and then me and you probably sort of
3: took a it off sort of we were
2: sort of laughing and I, I, at, at at first, when he sort of said it the first time, I thought he was sort of joking a bit and then was just going to probably walk over and go, huh, you're still shit, or sort of have a bit of a laugh about it and then just sort of walk off. But he was completely serious. He was dead, dead serious. serious. Straight-faced, deadpan, completely serious. And then, when I guess, when we sort of probably realised that, we both sort of started laughing and we're going, mm. yeah, for sure, yeah, we are, yeah, yeah. And then he sort of
3: Walked walks off, off
2: and he probably... I think he sat a couple of rows sort of behind us, but about sort of twenty metres away, sort of a couple of bays over. And then um, me, you, and Ian sort of sat there for a second and went, "Was was that for real? Was that legit?" And it definitely was. I sort and of laughed it
3: off, like, and then my brain sort of realised that he was being serious. I'm yeah, like, oh, well, completely he's
2: legit. And um, he's,
3: uh, a bit angry at me. Yeah,
2: and then uh, I sort of looked over my shoulder and he's giving a. Th- Giving us absolute death stares through his giant sunglasses for about a good thirty seconds, um, and then eventually spun around and uh, watched en- the game. enjoyed the afternoon with his two little sons. And um, watched the game, but it it, it was
3: it was strange. a bit random, wasn't it? Strange. <laughs> what what I what I find funny about this all is that why would he care about my opinion? Why does a former Socceroo... A, a Coach, a football coach, why does he care about my opinion? Because if you follow me on Twitter, which I'm sure some listeners might do, you know that I talk a lot of crap on Twitter. That's half the fun And the majority of the time, I'm not being serious. It's just a bit of a laugh. Probably sometimes maybe serious when it comes to the Mariners because obviously of how big a fan I am and doing away trips. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm going to Wellington again. So you can't really do a... Bigger away trip than going to another country, and you had to, to fork watch. out
2: an extra four hundred dollars to redo your passport because you lost it.
3: Lost my passport. Tick had in. to, <laughs> yep, had great. to fork out four hundred and what was it four hundred and eighty dollars for a new passport just to no. go over to Wellington. So that trips cost about a grand. So
2: and you went to Melbourne the other week with me.
3: Oh, I'm so I've locked that passport. out of my memory. And
1: that passport will turn up soon. Yeah,
3: it probably will. Probably Dang. it's 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 in the garage. It's in my in my, in my garage somewhere waiting to be found, but. I was I was honestly flattered that he cared so much about my opinion because I'm just a fan. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. Obviously, he's got more knowledge about football than I do. He's a coach. He's a former soccer. I mean, he played for the national team, so he knows more of it than I do. So it's just I don't it's know. It's, it's just it's weird. Just
2: weird. Like we were sort of talking about it on the drive home when we were still sort of going. Did that just actually happen? Was he being you know Was he being legit? And he definitely was. But you know. We were sort of like, could you imagine like a Graham Arnold or an Ange Postacoglu caring about what some nope. random fan says on Twitter? I mean, if imagine if, o, imagine if Ocon was at a big club like a Melbourne Victory we or a Sydney FC and they finished down the bottom of the table. Could you imagine the amount of crap that we'll, would be heading his way? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's clearly, mentally, he's cl- clearly not made of it to be a, head coach if, if he's going to be that petty about that sort of stuff and we went back you've coached
3: the, you've coached the smallest club in the league what yeah. are you going to do if you ever got the chance to coach a victory exactly with and I mean 25,000 members Wanderers with 20,000 yeah. Sydney with 13,000 14,000 whatever it is
2: Yeah, and I mean we, we went back through our old tweets you know for anyone that doesn't know you can sort of look up your name and look up sort of key words, and we went back to see what our last tweets about him were, and they were like... Months ago. Six or seven months ago, probably, if not more.
3: And they weren't and even that
2: bad. No, they weren't that bad. And I I even think when he got the sack, I didn't even think I mentioned him. I mean, because it was almost sort of like inevitable. It was like, oh, well, that happened. Of course it did, but...
3: I'm not even the worst one to talk yeah. shit on social media. I'm nowhere near the worst. I know that I, I'm not going to deny that I don't talk shit on Twitter or anything or Facebook or whatever, any social media, but... I mean, there's way worse offenders of talking shit on Twitter than me. Like, yeah. way
2: worse. For sure, get over it. For sure, get over it. It's been like eight months or whatever. <laughs> move so on. So yeah, that was that was move interesting.
3: On. All right, let's let's move on from that cause
1: that is. Let's Ocon- talk about the game. Is it going to start again though soon?
2: That is Ocon Gate wrapped up. Huh? Like, mm. is it going
1: to is it going to be? Like it can get pretty, you know. I hope so. Tough, oh, well, tough stuff on social media. And our current coach, what was it? Well, he probably five, just five thinks. Um, he probably just thinks on no, the keyboard. No, sorry, I'm on. talking about now. I'm talking about.
2: Well, this is the thing. I don't think Mulvey cares. And no, that's Mulvey does No, I'm sure he doesn't care.
1: Yeah. But do we think that's what's next? Probably, because that's that's I guess what was the precursor to the last mm. change. And I mean, and just as a bit of as a bit of like a side
2: note, I tweeted after it happened about it because I thought it was hilarious. And Ocon somehow found my tweet despite not following me and I didn't mention his name and then he liked it and then he unliked it and then – so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he clearly knows my handle off by heart and then he decided he to must, search He it. must have
3: just a burner account to yeah. just search people knows yeah. us as Mariners well, and fans. We've, and we've,
2: been, we've been reliably informed that while he was here and still probably, he has somebody on social media that will – search things or that will find things yeah. written about him and then go and inform him he used to have somebody ring the office here when it happened which is probably how harry got confronted at plume that night about the marconi oh, jacket so thing. Funny. So <laughs> 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 i mean it's just so petty it's so petty
0: um is that it you guys
2: well, well I'm, i think
3: i just think he thinks i'm like a i'm a keyboard warrior who just talk shit doesn't know what he's talking about
1: you guys you guys undersell your your notoriety you you guys are the famous um, you got called a B list celebrity or C list B grade celebrity B
0: grade celebrity oh that
3: was a couple of years ago now the
1: famous podcasters who've only podcast 10 times when their team won or something like that oh yeah
3: what was that stat (laughs) we've won 18 of our last 113 games in the league notoriety how good's that
2: real good real good well I mean Real quickly, to end on a positive, youth uh, youth performance on the weekend was really good. Um, Aidan Munford in goals, who anyone who's watched Academy from time to time in the under-20s and that uh, would Played probably well. rate him as a keeper, I think he's really good. Very safe hands, really good with his feet and good distribution. Good distribution. Really good shot-stopper as well. Um, Mickey Classic, who I think is probably the obvious... Performer mm-hmm. um, in the back line throughout the NPL season and the youth, and he's a local. Um, if there is anybody else?
3: in the youth side or the NPL side that can make the jump to A-League very soon, I think it's Classic. Classic, yeah. I think he's really... I, I don't know him personally. I wouldn't mind having a chat with him because I'm mm. sure he's a nice guy. But he seems mature beyond his years. I think he's only, he's what, s- 19?
2: He's 18 or 19. He was school captain. He's a very smart kid, very smart. So I think he's definitely got a
3: massive future, and hopefully it's with this side. So yeah. I think he's definitely got, you know, he's definitely got the chance to play a leagues yeah. t- really soon. Well, and I hope he does.
2: There was a couple of other good ones. I mean, Daniel Hall, uh, who has come down from Queensland, um, he made a he made a mistake which led to a goal against the Jets the other week when he came off the bench. But this he started last weekend and he played really well. And I mean, the Wanderers had a front three of Nick Fitzgerald, Lachlan Scott, and. Josh Sotirio, who... Josh Sotirio's useless in the LA <laughs> youth, but still has A-League experience, but blah, blah, up no, against young kids. He yeah. was up against uh, Matthew Hatch for most of the game, who managed to sort of handle him pretty well. So Charles was, Charles was pretty good. Charles was good. Charles had he a lot really of his good. family
3: there who would cheer on him on, which is yeah. good
2: to see. Always really good, Charles. I love watching Charles play. Um, and so there was some good performers in that youth side on the weekend, which is a positive.
3: Honestly, Mariners fans that listen to this, if you haven't watched the youth side and you have a chance to, or you're free on a Saturday morning for a um, Tugra Centre of Excellence kick-off, make sure you get down there, because the boys would definitely appreciate the support. And I think after this, I'm, well, I'm hoping that people are keen to go and watch the youth guys play, because they're the team winning at the moment two out of three so I'd hope they can get some of the form home because
1: they really haven't had very much good form at home and it would be nice for the fans if they do turn up to be able to share in some of that because we've got two out of three games one in Canberra one in Western Sydney and
2: and it is it, hard with youth because, you know, the line-up's chop and change if you're weak and all that sort of stuff. It, but it on the weekend, it was mostly guys. young guys and they all play really well. I mean, mm. when we played against the Jets the other week and we had five or six first-timers, it was not real pretty to watch. Mm. Didn't help us, did it? No. But when you
3: have, like, that sort of core
1: cool starting eleven side, yeah. mm. they It's like when Ocon to made to Fatty uh, I play
0: youth yeah. league in the semi final wasn't it? Yeah. Are
1: you talking about Fatty Voughton? And yeah, then he fatty. ruined it. He cost us. He ruined everything. Yeah.
0: Fatty? <laughs> fatty, our defender.
1: Oh, Farty. <laughs> yes, yeah. Jacques he Farty. Was farty. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were referring to the... Donut t- fan. ...to the... Krispy Kreme, ...the, the, weight, cream the weight of yeah. one or two players who I've... Re- ha- I like Krispy Kremes to too, so I can't say anything before.
2: Sorry. And to be honest, I think the pitch at the COE doesn't help either because I, I assume the youth boys train at Plume, which has really good fields, and then they have to come to the COE and play and it's rough. And that mm. pitch on the weekend at Myconi was... It was a natural pitch, carpet, and really it was, good. It was class, where and then we have to come here to the bloody Centre of Excellence, which is supposed to be some sort of world class thing, and it's rubbish. Just so I, I don't think that helps. and, I don't want to make excuses, but it's <coughs> both teams have to play on it and all that sort of stuff, but it's not good.
0: So, stuff to look forward to. Oh We've got uh, Sydney this weekend, with no yeah. seesaw. Can't wait.
2: Mm.
1: Can't yeah.
2: Can't wait Yeah.
1: That should go well.
2: Yeah. I mean, did say really have to make that tackle on the weekend? Did he did he really? I mean, it was pretty far out wide. Could he, you know, not have maybe tried this him? I don't know. I think it's just He might have had it's just compounding to the issues at the moment. Maybe
0: he didn't want to play this weekend. Yeah, I was about to no. say he might <laughs> have had an appointment. <laughs> appointment, appointment in a
1: Liverpool appointment in Hong Kong. Mm.
0: <laughs> so I mean I <laughs> Sydney's
2: Sydney aren't that crash hot at the moment. They haven't got a lot up top. Um, I mean we're, we're you know, we're at home. We we have to go for it. And I think we've got more in our front third than what they probably do at the moment, but it's it's a matter of whether we can mash it all together and get that to work because I can't I can't see Sydney scoring too many with who they've got up front. I mean got Aaron Calver started on the weekend for God's sake. Like they've got not much in their sort of final third, so if we can, if we can manage to have a decent s- defensive game, because it's needed and it's due, I think I think we can scrape a draw, and but we can definitely snag a win as well. I'm just trying to be positive. I'm trying. Really well hard. played.
1: Well done. I'm trying really you hard. You did okay.
2: <laughs> Plume's
0: getting a lot of work done to it. That's a positive.
2: I read that before. Six hundred thousand dollar upgrade to Plume,
3: <coughs> which yeah. is good. Yes. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Just to segue back to youth, I've just had a look at the fixtures. Sunday the 9th of December at 4pm, we play Sydney at the COE. Saturday the 15th of December is back at the COE. So two home games in a row, which is good. That's a 10.30am kickoff, which is the usual kickoff for COE games, isn't it? Um, 22nd of December is away to Jets. 5th of Jan is away to Sydney. And then the last... Uh, home game, because the season is only eight rounds, which is absolutely ridiculous, is the 12th of January against Canberra. So we've got, what, three, three home games left, which... Sums up why the season is just crazy.
2: Yeah, the youth, the youth league rounds? comes and goes. Has the, F- has
3: the FFA or anybody ever come out and said why the youth league is only eight
0: it. rounds? They split it to make it cheaper.
2: That's a money thing. Mm. They split it and then they reduced it. They yeah. put it into pools and then reduced it, so not paying for as many flights and all that sort of stuff. And then they go back and play in the NPL and that's
3: that's how yeah, it that's works. Unfortunate, it is because they deserve a better. S- they deserve more than eight games to play. So, if you're in the area, if you're in the Tugger area, or if you're on the coast really, and you're free one afternoon or Sunday the night, if you're free on a Sunday Arvo, free of a Saturday morning, get down to Tugger and support the boys because they deserve the support.
0: Pretty much you it. We don't want to do anything else. I'm bored enough. Gotta go. I'm sure all the listeners are bored.
2: I'm
1: happy with that winch. That's enough. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, gotta go anyway.
0: Uh, might be back next week, depends. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll try. We'll the positivity try. episode. Yeah. The positivity episode is We're next anticipating <coughs> Boise's draw, and that might get us through.
0: Oh,
2: potentially looking for a new sponsor as well. If we lose by three or more, no pod. Um
1: is <laughs> our number.
0: Sidelines is being sold, and we still haven't been paid our sponsorship money. So, if anyone wants to uh, sponsor us instead, preferably a food joint we can go to.
3: Let us know. It won't be a lot either.
0: Nah, it's not a lot of money. Just a couple of grand. Thank you for (laughs) (laughs) listening. Thank you for listening.